0: What's going on, guys? This is Jimmy with Bucket Has and Toe Taps. Uh, week 1's finally wrapped up, so today we're going to go over a recap of all the scores. We're going to go over the standings. We're going to go over teams that were added to the league. A little bit of news going around the league and everything. And I'm ripping into the refs. I don't care what anybody says. Yeah, it's, it's 15 seconds, and I'm already going to go off on the refs later. So, yeah, stay tuned for all the shenanigans. It's going to be a good episode today. Um, but without further ado, I guess... I can introduce myself for those who don't know me. My name's Jimmy. Um, Loop Bob, if you see me with my jersey on sometimes. I'm currently working with for, for photos. I'm doing a little snack stand at the field. I play on two separate teams, but I'm always wearing my bucket hat. I'm always wearing either my jersey for the rejects or for uh, Show Us Your TDs. So if you guys have any questions about the podcast, if you guys have any Things you guys want to say or things you want to be featured on the podcast. Just walk up to me and let me know and everything, guys. Um, I'm pretty personable, unless I don't like you. Yeah, I'm looking at you, number seven, from Florida Lee. Bro, I'll, I'll get into that later. Anyways, all right, we're going to hop into the North Division. Um, a little laydown of the land with the Monmouth Men's Flag League. Uh, we have the North, South, East, West, and Central. I like to refer to them as gold, silver bronze, copper, and plastic. Uh why is that? well that that's pretty self explanatory right there. But um North Division is our gold division. Better players, better teams. So um first game of the day we had the Cobras versus the Dons. That game ended up ending forty eight to twenty eight. Uh I don't know much about a couple of the teams in this uh division and in this league honestly this year. So um The first two weeks are going to be a little bit of a learning curve. There's a couple teams. I think Gary said there were 15 Staten Island teams added, a lot of which I have not met as of yet. So I'm going to have to make sure that I attend a lot of the games, make sure I get an idea of who these people are and what these teams are about and everything. I saw a couple of the teams play on Sunday, but I was really busy between refing and actually playing myself. So um, I'll make sure to, like, you know, keep up and like try to figure out who all these teams are and everything but Cobras came out on top of the Dons 48 to 28 the next game of the day I can't even say next game of the day because none of these are in order or have time but the next game listed on the website I pray for rain versus get money gang Um, get money gang is supposedly a really good team that ended up losing 42 26 so I'm interested to see how that ends up panning out uh, from what Gary said get money gang was a team That might actually perform really well so it'll be interesting to see what they do we had Ohio State uh, come out on top over plan B 34 to 27 to my understanding that was a real nail-biter it was very close um, up until the final score of the game apparently it was a tie game within the final minute and then Ohio State drove down the field ended up scoring within the final minute to actually take the victory over plan B This is Plan B's first full season with their full team and everything um, in the gold division. To my understanding, they lost a key component on their team in Luca Duccio. He is their safety slash receiver. He was, if not one of the best receivers and defenders in the entire division, if not the entire league. So um, it's going to be interesting to see how they adapt to a loss of one of their key players. Uh, after that, you had the Tigers versus the Ducks. I actually got to see this one, um, very high scoring game. It was 51 to 26. Tigers came out on top. Tigers are a very, very good offensive team. From what I saw, they were driving the ball down the throat to the Ducks. They're really hard to stop. Um, they had a couple really good highlight plays. I think I got pictures of the Tigers versus Ducks. So those will be up later today when I post the, um, podcast. I'm trying to do the podcast and the pictures and everything all together in one day, I got a little busy during the week because I had a couple things going on at home, so I apologize about the delay in the podcast and the photos. But um, that's really it for the North Division. You had Cobras come in on top of the Dons, Pray for Rain on top of Get Money Gang, Ohio State over Plant B, and Tigers over Ducks. I love the Gold Division because the Gold Division is the one that holds most of the teams that I enjoy watching because the games are high-scoring, high-talent, very, very, very fun to watch. They're not really blowouts most of the time. I am really upset. I don't see my boys Two Plus Club. I don't see anybody really from last year out of the gold division. So I'm not sure if they're just taking the time off, if they're done with the division altogether. But it'll be it, it'll be interesting to see a whole bunch of new teams fighting for the gold because I, I don't really have like a pecking order. It used to be a uh, Two Plus Club and uh, one other team, and then everybody else. But as of right now, it you know it seems like uh, cobras and tigers, just based on the amount of points scored, are uh, possible teams to beat. Pray for rain, put up a decent amount of points, and only allowed twenty six. So, I mean, like I said, we'll we'll get to the North Division. We'll start watching a couple more games so I can figure out what's going on with their teams and try to figure out a front runner for that division. Um, we'll go over standings after we're done with all the match results from each division. So that was the North Division. We're going to move on to the South Division and or the Silver Division. Um, I'm going to go and take a shot in the dark and say that the Cobras originally may have been in Silver because currently on the score sheet I'm seeing Cobras versus the Dons. I'm guessing the Dons were a Silver team. So them coming out 48-28, to 28, it's good, but it's not as impressive after um, realizing that they played a, uh, a silver team. So Cobras, we'll see what they can do when it comes to playing against gold talent, I guess you could say. Uh, next game in the South Division of the Silver Division, we had the Mambas versus the Goon Squad. Mambas came out 35-21 on top. Um... Goon Squad. I love all the teams making the references to like Space Jam's and everything now because the new Space Jam movie is coming out. Um, I really do like that that team name, but uh, you guys got to step up your playing if you're going to be the Goon Squad because you can't be a Goon Squad losing by 14 points, guys. Got to keep it at least close. Come on. Uh, next game, you had Gang Green versus Outlaws. Phenomenal game. Uh, very very close, and uh, Gang Green ended up coming out on top, 24 to 21. Gangrene is an ex-gold team that uh, ended up moving now to Silver due to the fact that they're missing their starting quarterback. They're missing one of their more potent offensive threats and one of their better defensive threats. One guy popped in, or, like, torn ACL. One guy had his leg legitimately snapped in half. Uh, the quarterback had back surgery. He showed me the scar the other day on Sunday. It was actually really disgusting. Like The scar goes literally all the way up his spine. Fucking Jesus Christ, God help him. Um... But you know speedy recovery to them uh they are always really really sweet guys to me like <laughs> gangrene can be assholes but when it comes to talking to me they're actually really cool and really chill um really cool guys and everything uh, i know a couple of my friends don't like them because when they play against them they can be assholes to each other but i don't have the, the you know i don't have too much against gangrene they're pretty cool and whatnot uh But it's cool to see them come out on top, even in a silver game of, um, another team without their quarterback and everything. I always thought without their quarterback, they weren't as effective as a team, but they were able to come out on top of outlaws who are a team that's been in the league for three, four years, something like that. At this point in time, we've been there for a while. Outlaws and plan B are like staples of this and Dr. D all staples of this league really as of right now, um, but yeah, to see them come out on top of Outlaws, it's, it'll be interesting to see how Gang Green uh, adjusts and plays without their quarterback. And it'll be interesting to see how Outlaws rebound from this because Outlaws always have a good regular season and then shit the bed in the playoffs. But Outlaws have been having a really rough time in the regular season as of last year. So we'll see how that pans out. We got... The next game was Dallas Watkins versus Dr. D. Dallas Watkins came out on top 20-14. to 14. That... Yeah. That was a game that I wasn't expecting. Um I didn't expect Dr. D to end up losing this game. Dallas Watkins is a decent team, but Doctor D has been a team that's been together forever. And coming into the playoffs as of last year, Doctor D went on this like this complete streak where they were just like streaking through the play I think it was la- yeah, last year. They were just kinda of streaking through the playoffs. Um and almost made it to the championship, if not did make it to the championship and lost. So um, it's interesting to see what they do. They always have this, like, overdrive mode where they'll get, like, three, four straight wins and then end up losing again. So Dr. D, I hope you guys can keep it up. Hopefully you guys don't fall off this season and you guys can keep within the top, like, three or four of your division. I don't see you guys finishing top one or two, no offense. But, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. And then you have the uh, Monstars who just recently got moved up versus TF Rating. They versed a bronze division team because they were supposed to be bronze division initially, but Monstars completely ran over that team. They won forty-nine to six. So Gary decided to move them up. The Monstars are a team that have been in the or have been in the league. They practice a lot. They are like one of those teams who literally practices weekly or biweekly. Like they actually get together and do actual practices. They had a quarterback tryout and everything. They have a new quarterback. So, clearly, the new quarterback's working out pretty well, seeing as they won 49 6. But, um, it'll be interesting to see how they do with the division move up. It'll be cool to see how they, um, they handle with, uh, being in silver and whatnot. Uh, playing against teams like, uh, Dons, Mambas, Gangrene. Seeing a Monstars versus Gangrene or a Monstars versus Outlaws game is going to be one of the most interesting games, and I cannot wait for that to happen. So, we'll touch on that when that, uh,. When that ends up happening and everything. So, moving on to... Where is it? East. East Division, or the Bronze Division. We only had three games. Apparently. Um, We had Phantoms... Versus... Wait. Oh, yeah. We had Get Back Gang versus Phantoms. Get Back Gang was originally a Copper Team, or a West Team. And they've been initially moved up into the East Division... They ended up winning 53-35 to 35 over the Phantoms. The Phantoms have a very good offense and defense. Not very good, but they have a an up to part offense and defense. So the fact that the Phantoms were able to put up 35 points, but then also gave up 53 points, it's going to be interesting to see how Get Back Gang plays because the Phantoms are not a team that allow many points. So seeing as they scored 53... That's a big plus in their category, but the Phantoms also, unless Nick was just on point come Sunday, they don't score a lot. Like, their defense tends to stop, and then their offense scores three, four times maybe, and then that's it. I'm not used to seeing 35 points in the Phantoms' uh, score category, so the fact that that happened, I don't know how get back against defenses, so we'll see how that ends up um, panning out it seems like I'm just I'm con- I apologize guys I'm just confused by there only being three games within the bronze category I don't know if that's a mistake or Gary just didn't get all the scores but anyways uh you had the Gabagools versus Team Breakfast I don't know why Team Beckfest got moved up there's no reason Team Breakfast should be in the bronze division they lost the tournament to I don't even know I think uh the Globo Gym, they lost the tournament to. And then they lost the regular season to us. My team. Show us your TDs in the Copper or West Division. So I do not know why Team Beckfist got moved up. I, I apologize. I'm not trying to be a dick, but they do not need to be up there. If you were gonna move a team up, show us your TDs should have been the team to move up. Um I'm not gonna say we're a better performing team, but were a better-performing team than Team Beckfist, so I don't know why they got moved up. I think that was a mistake. Gary said that they requested to get moved up. I, I don't know. I don't know, but um, they ended up losing 38-30. to um, Gabagool, seeing as you guys let 30 points by Team Beckfist, I would be a little uh, worried about your defense. Team Breakfast isn't a bad team. I just don't see <clears throat> a team with their caliber competing with a division above them. So you guys might want to step it up before you guys end up playing teams like the Spartans or, um, or the Phantoms. That'll, that'll be, or not the Phantom The Phantoms are in the West, the uh, Get Back Gang. So that'll be interesting. Spartans, speaking of which, ended up winning 33-20 to 20 over the Rebels. That was a great game. Um, we have one of the funniest highlight clips of Mammoth Adult Flag Football League ever coming out of that game. I think it was Junior got a pick he's running to the end zone, he's celebrating, he's like, I did it, guys, I got my pick six, and then you could just see all of the alcohol that he drank catch up to him and jump his ass and mug his ass at, like, the one-yard line, and his ass fell face first right on the one-yard line, did not score, it was the funniest fucking clip I've ever seen in my entire life, like, I want to put music over it, like, different soundtracks over it because it's so fucking funny. But um yeah that was definitely a highlight of my day watching him literally just faceplant into the floor. Um fuck you junior. So yeah, that that was really fucking funny. Uh but that seems to be all the results that I have posted as of right now for the East Division. Um so what I'm going to do is just move on to the West Division. We'll see if I see anything from the East Division. Uh oh, oh oh, the East Division also had evolve versus the ducks there is no score showed here but i know that evolve ended up losing to the ducks i don't know what the score exactly was i think they ended up losing by one touchdown but the ducks did end up coming out on top of evolve so that'll be an interesting um matchup evolves a team they took one of the phantoms receivers he became a quarterback got a whole bunch of his buddies from football or other schools that play football and now they form their own team They have an Instagram if you guys want to go follow it. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to see how they do in a a new division, new quarterback and everything. Uh, Ryan was slinging the ball, but it didn't seem like his receivers wanted to catch it. It, The ball was literally landing in the receiver's hands sometimes, and they were just not catching it. The one kid looked like he batted the ball down from himself. Made no sense. But um, moving on from there, we go down to the West Division. You had the Saints versus Team AA. Saints ended up winning 37-0. I'm not even going to touch on that. That's just that you don't lose 37... You don't lose by more than three scores to any team. And if you do, it's a fucking blowout. So, Saints, good job. Team AA, you got to step it up. I don't know either of your teams. I might. I probably know one of you guys or something. But you guys need to not let that happen. Uh, So, that'll that'll, that'll be interesting. I'm I'm feeling Team AA might be a bottom-of-the-barrel team in this uh, division. And then you had Pylon Pythons versus Mean Machine. Pylon Pythons came out on top of Mean Machine, thirty-one to twenty-seven. No surprise there. Again, no insults to Mean Machine, but I don't think Mean Machine are a well put together team. Um, they have a coach, they play well together, but every single time it seems like they end up biting themselves um, or just kicking themselves in the head. Just I I don't know. It's a, they always end up throwing the game towards the end and i don't know why i don't know how but pylon pythons are also a really really good team so um to see me machine keep up with them it is you know positive signs so that'll be cool to see uh like we said me machine i don't think they're the greatest but i think they're a middle of the barrel team i definitely think they could at least finish third maybe fourth in this division so uh moving on we talked about monsters versus TF rating already. TF rating got ran over by monsters, so it'll be cool to see what they can do against a team more in their caliber of their division. Um, get back gang, we already talked about. Played the phantoms, ended up running them over. Uh, going deep versus the renegades, you had going deep one forty-one to twenty-eight over the renegades. That's not something I was expecting. Renegades are a team that also have been playing in the division for two, three years at this point. They're a team that. Get together and practice. They're a team that, you know, know each other. So seeing them lose by almost two scores to a team that I know nothing about is really interesting. I think I've seen going deep before in the divisions or er, in the league. I just don't recall what team they are. So, like I said, I'm going to be updating myself more on the teams and everything, seeing as we had 15 Staten Island teams get added. So, if I'm like, oh, I don't know this team. That won't be the case come, you know, next week or the week afterwards. So I'll have a little bit more information on every team when I talk about them. Uh, then you had the Florida Lee play my team, show us your TDs. We ended up losing 24 to four, or twenty four to 18. Um, I'm not mad about that. Keeping up within one touchdown without our starting quarterback, only having six guys, so no subs on the field. It was exhausting. We uh, we played our asses off. We tried to come back with our backup quarterback and everything. Um, you know, we, we, we were kind of making it work. Uh, We definitely could have won that game. We had the last play was a little bit of a botched play, but uh, we definitely could end up winning that. So I'm not mad that we ended up losing 24-18. I think we'll end up winning our next game or two and end up getting moved up into the bronze division with our new quarterback, or not our new quarterback, but our returning quarterback from last season. So I think our team's going to be a completely separate team when Mike shows back up. Uh, So that's that for the west division and moving on to the central division. You have the Central Division now, by the way, is, um, sorry about that, guys, my phone alarm went off. Uh, the Central Division is a new division that we've added. It's basically a branch off of the, um, the West Division, so that's why I have it copper and plastic. So, we have the Grizzlies versus the Mud, Mud Dogs. Grizzlies ended up winning 27-21. to 21. I believe both teams ended up getting moved down. Grizzlies are Jay's team. He plays with Joe and all them. Uh, they're not a bad team, I don't think they're the greatest team, but uh, Jay's a little upset that they got moved down, he thinks that they shouldn't be that far down, but hey, that's on Gary, um, give me one second, I got something. somebody knocking at my door very violently guys, yeah so I'm gonna leave that in the podcast just in case, you know, like, you guys can actually hear that, some dude just walked up to my door violently fucking knocking at my door and was like, would you like to hear the words of Jehovah, <laughs> no I'm not, get the fuck out of my house! Not to talk shit about Jehovah's Witnesses, but why the fuck do you guys go door to door? Shit. Anyways, sorry about that interruption. Um, like I said, I'm going to leave that in the podcast because I think that'll be a little funny skit. But, um, talking about scores and everything, we had the Saints versus Team AA. Team AA clearly got moved down into the Central Division after getting run over by the Saints 37-0. Um, the Rejects ended up getting moved down after winning 24 to 20 over the Wolfpack. If they ended up getting moved down, then I'm pretty sure Wolfpack ended up getting moved down too. Uh, Rejects are my second team. We're a newer team, so I don't mind that we got moved down or anything. Uh, We were just looking forward to playing the Phantoms at one point in time. So, um, you know, even if we get moved down, if we could, you know, fix that across division game, that'd be fun. I'm not saying next week. I'm just saying in general, uh, we wanted to play them sooner or later down the line. It would have been fun, you know. Um... But yeah, uh, that, that was a good game. And then, like I said, we had Pylon Pythons versus Me Machine. Me Machine ended up losing, getting moved down. So, what I'm going to do now is I'm going to go over the standings. I'm going to go over the, f- not finalized divisions, but the divisions as they stand as of right now. Because Gary switched up divisions, split up the West Division into West and Central now. Uh, or Copper and Plastic, if you guys want to put it that way. So... What I'm going to do is I'm going to go over the standings, and then I'm going to go over the teams that currently are being added, have games to play and everything, because there were a couple teams who haven't even played yet, so we'll talk about those too. Um, Moving on to the North Division standings. Give me one moment. Alright, so North Division standings, we have Tigers up up on top right now, Pray for Rain in second, Ohio State, and Cobras, all tied with 1-0 and victories, but that's the order that they're in currently, 1st, 2nd, 3rd, 4th, due to the, I think it's points for, no, it's, yeah, points, points, points against, points differential, and then points for, is how we do time breakers. So, seeing as that's the case, we have... Points against, 26 for Tigers. Pray for Rain, 26. Cobras, 27. Or no, Ohio State, 27. And Cobras, 28 for points against. So that's why they're first, second, third, and fourth, retrospectively. You have um, Debo at 0-0 currently in fifth place in the standings. They haven't played a game. Plan B at 0-1. Get Money Gang at 0-1. And and HC Ducks at 0-1. Going over... The schedule for next week, we have Get Money Gang versus the HC Ducks. Tigers versus Prey for Rain. Ohio State versus the Mambas. And our new contender, Debo, versus the Old Dogs in the Yard, Plan B. So that'll be a good matchup. Uh, We got a new team being added versus the the Gatekeepers, the Old Guard, the team that's been around forever. So that'll be interesting to see them play Plan B. Uh, moving on to the South Division, you have Monstars in first currently. Not to say it's a little skewed because they played a team in the division below them, but that's a little skewed because they played a team in the division below them. Just saying. Um, Dallas Watkins in second place, Mambas in third, and Gangrene in fourth place currently, all at 1-0. and o. At 0-0, zero zero, you have Drunken Disorderly, the new team that Gary has added to the Silver Division. Um, They will be playing a game this up-and-coming week, I believe, so we'll see how they end up stacking up against the other teams in the division. Dr. D you have at 0-1, Outlaws at 0-1, Goon Squad 0-1, and and the Dons at 0-1. So those are the standings for the South Division. Moving on to the South schedule, we have all teams. We have Dallas Watkins coming up at 11 a.m. versus Get Back Gang. Gangrene versus Drunken Disorderly—that'll be a great one because Gangrene used to be known for cracking beers in the uh, parking lot. So playing a team called Drunken Disorderly, I think that's a little ironic. Uh, you have the Dons versus Goon Squad. A Don—you make a team we don't know about. You quarterback—that'll um, be a good game. You have Ohio State versus the Mambas, and then you have Dr. D versus the Monstars. I think that'll be a great game. Monsters being a team that's been in the division for or in the league forever. Doctor D being a team that's been in the league forever. Them pitting each other against um, one another. That'll be a great matchup. So I'm really interested to see how they um, that t- that game ends up panning out. That's at 3 p.m. So I'll make sure I'm there to get pictures of that and everything. Um, so those are the South standings and the South schedule for next week. We have the East Division coming up, so moving on to the East, we have Spartans in first place. Holy shit, the Spartans have secured first place for the first time in I don't know how long. But, um, clap it up, guys. Clap it up. They won a tournament. They're now in first place. I I am stoked to see what's going on with this Spartan season. Um, because, you know, Spartans have always been a team that's, like, right at the top but can never get over the ledge. But seeing as they finally, you know, got that tournament victory under their belt, they're playing with a whole bunch of new team members. So it'll be cool to see how the Spartans end up playing uh, out in the East. Gabaguls we have at 1-0 in second place. Get Back Gang in third place at 1-0 also. Then you have Ducks and Evolve. Ducks will be at 1-0. I don't know the point differential for that, so I don't know where they'll be in the standings. Evolve will be at 0-1 um then you have a uh, olympicans i feel like that's spelt wrong and or i can't read but it says olympicans so i'm gonna call you guys the olympicans it sounds like you guys got a limp or something but all right um they're 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 a new team they're coming into play next week We'll see how they match up and then you also have white lightning which is also another new team that's been added to this uh, division so you have two new teams being added to this division that'll be interesting to see how they pan out uh, rebels 0 one and team beckfist at 0 one like i said team beckfist being at 0 one no surprise there i really don't think they should have moved up but again that's on them to do what they want to do so moving on to the schedule for the east division you have dallas watkins versus get back gang at 11 a.m 12 p.m., you got the Ducks versus the Rebels. Evolve versus White Lightning at 1 p.m. And then the Olympians versus the Gabagools at 3 p.m. Looking like the Spartans have a bye week this week. Um, what is this week? Is this weekend Memorial Day weekend? I think so. Might be Memorial Day weekend. Is this, is this Memorial Day? I can't check my calendar. It won't pop up and tell me if it's Memorial Day. So I think that's Memorial Day weekend. I think that's why a couple teams wanted to request the weeks off and everything. So, Spartans have off. Um, Those are the East standings and the East schedule. Moving on to the West, we have, let's see, Saints on top currently, one 0 Floor de 1-0, Pylon Pythons, 1-0, Going Deep, 1-0, TCU, and Vicious and Delicious are now new teams added to the division. They are currently at 0-0. They will be playing a game on Sunday to figure out where they stand. Um, you have Show Us Your TDs at 0-1. You have Renegades at 0-1. TF rating at 0-1. And then Phantoms, unfortunately, all the way against at the bottom due to the fact that they have 53 points against at 0-1 currently. Hopefully this the Phantoms having a uh, good defense can bring that points against down so that the uh, tiebreakers don't really screw them over in the end. Uh, but this is a very big division. It seems like even after splitting it, we have 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10 teams. Jesus Christ. So um, I see one or two teams being moved up. I see one or two teams possibly being moved down. I don't know. All depends on how the teams perform. He might move one team up, one team down. Again, I'm not really sure. But those are the West standings for now uh come sunday we have going deep versus vicious and delicious renegades versus the floor de Lis, phantoms versus the tf rating tcu versus show us your tds and then the saints versus tcu at 2 p.m. and the saints versus pylon pythons at 3 p.m. so saints they're looking to get a double header in i'm not sure if they have something going on where they won't be able to show up or something but currently they're doing a double header which means they'll be missing a week or they just won't have a bye week or I, 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 maybe they'll have two bye weeks i'm really not sure what's going on with that but uh yeah they play double header <clears throat> so that's the schedule for the west moving on to the central standing end schedule we have the rejects at one and oh holy shit wait the rejects are in first place guys let's go new team first place let's go yeah I'm pumping my hand over here. I wish you guys could see it. Uh, we're at 1-0. Then you have the Grizzlies at 1-0. Grape Apes are a team that's been in the division... Or in the fucking league longer than my team. Longer than Plan B, probably. They've been here forever. So, Grape Apes are a team starting off at 0-0. They'll have their first game come Sunday. Then you have the Wolf Pack at 0-1. Mud Dogs at 0-1. Mean Machine at 0-1. And Team AA at 0-1. Um... Moving on to the schedule, you have the Rejects versus Team AA at 10 a.m. You have Mean Machine versus the Mud Dogs at 1 p.m. And the Grape Apes versus the Grizzlies come 2 p.m. Those are going to be good games. Uh, The Grape Apes versus Grizzlies I think is going to be a phenomenal game. And I think the Rejects versus Team AA will be either a blowout or a very close game. There is no in-between with these two teams, it seems like. Uh, Rejects play really well. And Team AA seemed to have lost 37-0, to so we'll see how they rebound from that. But, um, that just about wraps it up with the schedule and the standings for the divisions. Um, I wanted to talk about a couple miscellaneous topics before we got off for today. Um, one, I was in talk with Chelsea, who runs the women's division and, or co-runs the women's league with, Gary, I don't know what her title is at this point in time. But anyways, I spoke to Chelsea, and what we're going to do is we're going to set up a snack table, or a snack stand, or some sort of snack and drink area at the field. Um, I'm going to go and get some bulk Gatorade, and some like granola bars, and uh, possibly some fruit or something to have on the sidelines, uh, so that you guys can, I'll try not to make, I'll, like Gatorade will be like a dollar or two granola bars will be like a buck or whatever so we'll try to make it so you know you guys have some snacks and everything i know a couple people bring their kids so i'll try to have a little snacks for the kids and everything you know try to keep them entertained and whatnot so um we'll have that snacks and set up on sunday i don't see an issue with that happening um come sunday i just need to go get the uh gatorade from costco so, we'll have that set up Sunday. If you guys have any questions about that, feel free to find me. Like I said, I'll be in the white bucket hat. It has a smiley face on it. You can't miss it. Actually, you probably can miss it, but, you know, you know where to find me. But, um, also, what else was there that I wanted to talk about? Oh, my God. All right. Let me get into this, guys. <clears throat> I wish you could see my face, because I'm, like, looking into my camera on my computer right now, because... I wish I was streaming like I I wish I was just actively streaming right now um I'm like physically pissed off about this so what happened was basically there was a setup where we were told that the referees wanted to have three referees in the game referee association they reached out we want three refs okay so that means we gotta pay you guys more so that's why we ended up raising the fee to $60 a team. So we could pay for three refs, right? Then, come Sunday, we have an issue with refs. And I'm like, what do, what do you mean we have an issue with refs? Oh, well, we don't have enough refs for this game. We don't have enough refs for that game. Okay, so then why do you want so many refs on a game if we can't even field enough refs? All right, that, that, that's one point. Second point that I'm going to talk about, right, guys? The refs we did have, and don't get me wrong, I'm a new ref. I just started. I legitimately, I, I just, I did my first and second games on Saturday and Sunday. But from what I understand from the ref I worked with, I did a pretty good job. I'm not saying I'm the greatest referee on earth, but I'm not shit. So how is it that a refing association, right? And one of the head referees, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to name her, I don't even care, Kim, yeah, Kim, Kim, you, I got bone to pick with you. You ref a game, right? You bring another referee who doesn't know the rules. He, he admitted to me he had no idea what the rules were because you guys never went over them. You guys went over the kids' rules, but you guys didn't go over the men's rules. So anyways, on top of that, you guys miss a whole bunch of calls. And I'm not in this game. If I were in this game, I would have lost my fucking mind. But I'm taking photos. I walk away because I've already had this conversation with refs. You don't want to be a camera guy who's showing the team's photos because that just leaves a bad sentiment. It's like the ref can't check the photo and be like, oh, let me overturn my call. I mean, he could, but they're not going to because, you know, ego. But anyways, moving on from there, we have referees who are are, are, missing calls, right? And I had a ref who missed a call in my game. Like I said, I bug out when I have people miss calls. So I was freaking out. Ref missed a call completely. First things first, the offense called out that he was like, bro, he literally told his friend, they're running for a t- like they're running down the field, and I'm right in front of them. And the kid's running in front of him. And he goes, you, you have to stop. And he's like, Why? And he's like, if you're running in front of me, it's gonna be a penalty. He says this right in front of the referee, mind you. He's already running in front of him, already blocking my path from getting the flag. So it should have been a flag right there. The ref stares at him, looks at me, and doesn't throw a flag. Just moves on with his day. I still got the flagpole, but that's besides the point. So <clears throat> afterwards, said ref walks up to me, and he apologizes. He goes, hey, I'm new to this. I apologize. I didn't see it. I got what you were saying after it happened, but I didn't want to throw a delay flag just because you were saying something. And again, I get that sentiment because refereeing – it's like, I've missed one call before, and I felt horrible about it, and I wanted to throw my flag, but I didn't. And then I talked to the ref afterwards, and the ref told me, he was like, the other ref, like my the one I was working with, and he told me, he was like, you would rather throw a delayed flag than not throw a flag at all, because at least you know if you threw a delayed flag that you saw the flag and you're calling it out. And I, I, I resonate with that. So the fact that the ref walked up to me and he said something I thought was eons above any other referee that I've already dealt with because rarely does a ref make a mistake and go, alright, that was my bad. They normally double down they're like, oh yeah, go fuck yourself. Um, but this one admitted, he was like, I fucked up, I'm sorry. And I was like, that's cool. And I shook his hand, we moved on. Kim, on the other hand, I listened to the entire day, first with the women, walk into a uh, into the coin flip, and admit she didn't know the difference between the men, women, and kids' rules. Then throughout the day, make jokes about how she didn't know the entirety of the men's rule book. I just, I don't know how you can be a quote unquote head referee and make these jokes, openly miss calls and then joke about like, if you're going to preach professionalism and all this shit, like the referees had, I'm not going to say they had an issue with me, but I was, uh, I was the butt of the joke for Saturday and Sunday because all these referees are wearing the, the, their black pants and shorts, and they're wearing their nice white and black shirts, their refereeing shirts, and their their black caps, and they got their official whistles. And here I am refereeing in moccasins, uh, high socks, a pair of joggers, and a T-shirt. Not to say I'm disrespecting being a ref; it's just I like I was comfortable, but I was more professional. Than she was at this day, at this point in my day, like I, I mean, again, I, I'm not trying to rip into all referees because most of the refs are quality refs. the the left side or the the opposite side of the soccer field all day had the three best refs in my opinion. I mean, the, the games went so smooth; not one of the teams had a complaint about calls that were being missed on that side because they had genuine referees who knew the rules. And again, I'm not saying there's an issue with not knowing the rules. But if you're going to admit you don't know the rules, at least have a rule book with you or catch up on the rules. Like, I don't know the exact uh, penalties for the kids' games. But when I ref the kids' games, I have the penalties and all the yardage and everything in my pocket. So if I do have to throw a flag, I can reference it just to make sure that I'm correct. Meanwhile, we have referees complaining that they want more refs on games, saying that they want more stuff, and then they can't even bother to read the differences between the rule books. And then you're going to admit it on the field. I just don't openly get how that's okay. And I mean, I would love to hear someone else's side of the story on this. Like, I, I again, I'm not talking about Joe. I'm not talking about, I think his name's Mike, the, the ref I worked with. Joe's great. I call him Lank Master, the really tall and lanky one. Um, Mike's great. Um, the young guy on Great Apes, Great guy um the older gentleman who makes fun of the uh of all the players I was talking to him I was giving him Gatorade and everything everybody I of most 90 no 99% all of the referees I spoke to were amazing on Sunday and then there was Kim and I again her being the heading or the head ref of the refing association or one of the head refs it just irks the fuck out of me I don't understand how you can openly have somebody be a head ref <clears throat> and then be on the field openly admitting they don't know the rules and shit like that. So, I mean, that's something I think should be addressed within your little refereeing organization. But, I mean, she already hates me. if she's gonna, I mean, I don't think you guys should put her on refing any of our games, but, I mean, if she's going to ref my game, at least just call it correctly, lady. That's all I had. Yeah, it's really not that hard. And, and if you're not going to call it correctly, at least know the rules. Like, if you're going to purposely not call my game correctly, cool. But at least know the rule book when you're going to do it. Like, don't... I, if I have to, like, correct you, I'm going to freak out. Like, I don't mind correcting referees who don't know what's going on. Like, that the referee... I'm going to name drop. I, I don't know if it's allowed. But the, I think his name is Zvi. Zvi. Great guy. He did not know all the rules by heart. But he wanted to know. Like, when he asked questions, I, I fucking let him know. Like, he... Oh, this and this. So he like he, he wanted a clarification about a certain rule. And I helped him out because I know the rulebook. Most of the people in this league know the rulebook because we've been playing the game for so long. And the fact, holy shit. Mm, I'm, that's me smacking my desk, by the way, guys. <coughs> because I'm so aggravated about this. Let me tell you. How many years have we been playing in this league? And we had referees who didn't know that you could blitz in the frozen zone. Yeah, guys. You know, we get five yards before a first down. Ten yards before the first down, whatever the fuck it is. I think it's ten yards. You can't run. Your, Your quarterback can't run. Can't throw a backwards lateral run. You can't run. It has to be a pass play. And referees were making it so that you couldn't blitz the quarterback. So teams were saving their blitzes going one two three first down second down third down no blitz got to fourth down in the frozen zone right before the first down and instead of being able to blitz on two like you should be able to they were being told that they weren't able to blitz on two and that they can't blitz in the frozen zone that's wrong on so many different fucking levels because um that would defeat the purpose of us saving a blitz. Because why would I save my fucking blitz? i just use it on third down before they got frozen. Or if I wanted to avoid the blitz, i just get in the frozen. It's ass backwards to even think about it like that. So, the fact that, again, the fact that we don't know the rules, but we're demanding we have more people on the field, if we're going to have more refs on the field, they need to know the rules. They need to be trained refs. I'm all for having three referees. If it's done like the far side of the soccer field, where they had three referees who knew what the fuck was up, but if it's done like the close soccer field, where you have one ref who knows what's up, a ref who's like in training, and a ref who admittedly doesn't know what the fuck's going on, it's a shit show. If you ask any team who played on the close soccer field, I 100% guarantee there was an issue with at least one call throughout the game. At least. At least. If you speak to anybody on the far soccer field, I will bet $100 that there was not any bad calls. I spoke to Phantoms, I spoke to Spartans, I spoke to every team that played on that side. Not one bad call. But I could write a fucking novel about the shit that went on in the close uh, close soccer field. So, I mean, and again, I'm giving you perspective because, like, I reffed. I, again, I don't ref. I'm like, oh, I'm not a referee. I'm not a referee. Don't get me wrong. I've refed. I know the rules. I can properly referee. So I know what's up. So I know there's calls that you miss. I know there's shit that you're like iffy on. I know there's times where you might even miss something because just the angle you're at, like you're trying to keep up with the kids or, and, and everything, and you can't keep up. I get it. There's no fault in that. But when you're blatantly missing shit that you shouldn't be, and then laughing about it like, oh, I don't know the difference of the rules. It That's a joke. It's a fucking joke, man. So, I'll probably get the shit end of the stick for going out and saying all this. But, you know, I earnestly don't give a fuck. I think it needs to be said. It, it's a refing association. We pay you guys money. I just think you, you need to be more serious about it. I think we need to address the fact that Kim, being a head ref... Openly was on the field saying that she didn't know the rules. I I think that's an issue. Like I, quote unquote. I mean I don't really know the, the the rule the difference between the rules of the guys and the girls and the kids. There's like there's like this rule and that rule that's different and I, I I never know which one I'm talking about. And again, do you see the issue with that statement? As you're doing the coin flip for a game, like you have teams coming in about to start the game. And then you're telling them that you don't know the rules. That's terrifying to me. It's, it's If I were a team player, I'd be like, D- can we get a new ref? Can we move to a different field? I, I wouldn't want to play in that game. And mind you, this was a girls game. So, I mean, I don't know if the girls were vouched for me, but I, I can wholeheartedly say that in the huddle, that's exactly what she said, or in the in the coin flip. And I, I guarantee at least one or two of the the women's league girls heard it. And then they had a whole bunch of issues with the calls, too. Like, I, I know that whole game had issues with calls. Um, there were a lot of complaints. Um, the females who I normally, like I said, I, I saw play week, the last week, they are very, very, very nice to each other, and they were getting very, very snippy come Sunday. So clearly, the fact that calls were being missed was pissing them off. I mean, it. whatever, but... I just wanted to address that. I I don't think we can go an entire season where we have referees like that. Um, I love referees like Zvi, though. Like I said, he's a new ref who didn't know the whole set of the rules, but he wanted to know all the rules, and he wants to be a good ref. And I like that. I think he's cool. I hope that he, like, you know, by I'm not saying by next week, but within the next couple of weeks, gets the rest of the rules memorized. I think he'll be a great ref. He, he seemed to call things the way they were. He was really good with marking the ball. The only issue I had was he missed the one flag, and again he apologized afterwards. He knew exactly what it was too. He was like, if he's running in front of you, like he can't do that. Like he needs to either set a pick or not run. And I was like, you're correct. Boom, nail on the head. Perfect. Second that guy catches the ball, he needs to set his feet. The other guy needs to set his feet and not run. I, perfect. You get the you get the rule. I get it. And again, the fact that he walked up... Like, it wasn't like I approached him and I was like, oh, look, buddy. Like, he approached me after the game and was like, look, I'm sorry. I knew what you were talking about afterward. And I thought that was so cool. Because accountability in referees, I think, is great. Because, like I said, I refed on Saturday. I refed a game originally that was, like, K... It was, like, third and fourth graders or something like that. I don't don't freaking know. It was, like, a higher-up game. Um... They have unlimited time to throw the ball on that because they have blitzing. Like, after four seconds, you can blitz. Meanwhile, there was a K through two game that I refed afterwards where they have a seven count. Like, after seven, the ball's dead. And we didn't know that. Me and Gary's son, who was refing the game at the time, um, we didn't know that. So, when the coach said something, we we're like, well, that's not the rules that we were told. And then when Gary and Al came over, we figured out that there was a seven count and we were incorrect. We apologized. We put our tails between our legs and we said we were sorry cuz we fucked up. We admitted we were wrong. We admitted, look, we what we said originally wasn't incorrect because what we thought were the rules were correct. But the second we found out the rule book was incorrect or the rules that we were given or the rules set for the game that we were given was incorrect then we corrected ourselves and moved on because that's what professional referees should fucking do. But again, I'm going I'm to say this one more time, and then I'm, uh, I'm going to end the podcast. I'm going to do my little spiel, and we'll end it there. But um, referee, head referee, one of the head referees, in the middle of the field saying, I don't know the difference of the rules. There's a fucking issue with that. but you know anyways so thank you guys for listening i really do appreciate it um i love the hell out of anybody who's listened to 48 minutes of me talking if you guys even got through 30 minutes if you guys even skipped to the final 15 minutes just to hear me rant about the referees you guys are fucking golden i love you all I love all the support you guys give me. Um, you guys have been really cool at the field every time you guys see me. The few guys who know the bucket hat and everything, when you guys see me, you guys are very vocal. You guys like to talk to me about the teams and everything. You guys like to let me know things that are going on. Let me talk about things that are going on um, in the league. That's how I knew about all the gangrene news. Gangrene talked to me about their player getting fucking his knee broke or his leg broken in half and the back surgery. I really like keeping up to date with all the news and everything that goes on in the uh, league. So, like I said, if you have anything going on, if you guys cut players, if you guys move on, make trades, do anything, let me know. I really like to keep all that up to date in the podcast. I would love to keep this uh this league like really up to date. I'll start posting more things to Twitter as they happen. Like if I'm not doing the podcast like or like if it happens before Thursday, I'll tweet some news or something and then we'll address it on the podcast. Um I really like that idea. I really like keeping the league up to date and everything. So um it was really cool. I really appreciate you guys. You can follow me on Twitter at bucket hat and toe tap. Um, you can also follow me on Twitter at Ray E junior. You can follow me on Instagram, you could follow me on Facebook. You could follow the pay or the Mammoth Men's flag football league, which is now the Mammoth Adult Flag Football League. You can follow that on um, on Facebook. And yeah, I have photos being posted, I was going to do a recap of the girls, but I don't know enough about their teams right now, or who's in first, who's in second, I don't know about their standings, so I'm just going to post pictures, the pictures that I did get of their games and everything, um, like I said, they're a very competitive group, the games were great, I really do apologize for the fact that they had to have Kim ref their game, but you know, it is what it is, um... Like I said, we'll have a snack stand going up, guys. We will have, um, hopefully interviews. I have this app that I downloaded on my phone that I wanted to use on Sunday, but I got a little skittish when it came to talking to certain people. Um, the Rev Recorder, I, um, downloaded that so I can speak to, um, certain people regarding interviews and everything I wanted to, like, after-game interviews and whatnot, and try to, um, post that on the Twitter also. I would love to keep that up to date. So, um... Yeah, and then I've spoke about this for probably a year now ever since I started the podcast, but um I want to do a coaches meeting or a uh, uh take like one, two, three players from each team meet on Discord or Skype or something and then live stream that conversation, talk um talk the league, talk shit, whether it be interdivisional squads talking shit to each other or us just talking shit that's going on around the um around the league like the uh shit that's going on with the referees and everything. We might reference that. We might reference um what's going on with the snack stands. We might reference I have um <clears throat> been churning up in my mind a possible uh charity event going on, so I'm going to talk to Gary about possibly doing that, possibly raising money for a good cause, donating that while playing some um flag football and getting some good eats and drinks in. So we'll um we'll talk about that when it comes to it. But like I said, thank you all for w- listening. You guys are awesome. I really do adore every single one of you that listen, and I really do thank you guys for tuning in, supporting me, and uh, thanks. This is uh, Jimmy with Bucket Hats and Toe Taps, and I'll talk to you guys later. Enjoy the rest of your day.